0: Buffalo, let's go let's go Bills fans have to tell you one thing, and you have to remember it's very important. A win, is a, win. Is a win is a win. 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 It does not matter. It does not know. You write it on the paper. It starts with W. You write it on. You write it n You win. It's all that matters. And you're already winning because you're checking out the Mafia Minute presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. I am Magna Mills, and I am here with a certified Bills Mafia card-carrying member, Jamie G. And we are going to talk about the Bills close call on Festivus Eve. We're going to talk about the big game coming up against the Patriots, and you're going to hear about it because you're here and you're going to like it because we said so. The Mafia Minute is presented by Seize Gap Fantasy Football. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We're on social media at Seize Gap FF. Do not forget to do whatever you've done the last couple of weeks before the game next week. Remembering your superstitions is very important. That's how your team wins. And not forgetting the flaps is how you help us out by helping other people find our show. Follow, like, and please subscribe. That's all we ask. If you had fun, please don't forget the thumb. Jamie G. It was a game, right? I'm I'm sure it was a very not stressful one exactly as you thought, right?
1: No, it wasn't, Magna Mills. It was an absolute nail-biter, pacer, walk around, stress out. Look, you said it, and I'll say it again. The only thing that matters in playoffs is winning. And yeah, technically the playoffs haven't started yet, but the Bills started their playoffs weeks ago, and they have proven to be able to understand the assignment and home boy they delivered and look magnum mills i'm not let down by the bills effort in in los angeles okay people are gonna be like oh man you know there uh, something's wrong with them they're not gonna be able to hack it come come play in better competition uh, to me they play to their to their to their competitor level that's number one but number two i knew this was going to happen this is the classic nfl trap game i mean Classic, the script can't be written any better, okay? You got a short week, you got a team coming off a major emotional high, holy shit, we just beat a really good team victory. West Coast travel, we're flying across the country, playing on a short week, and oh, to make matters worse, we got new coach bounce, we got a team that just was embarrassed on national television. I knew this was gonna be tight. The story, the the, the, the theme, whatever you wanna talk about, it's that the Bills survived all that, didn't play their best game, and, but managed to win a close one. And Mills, that's something they haven't done this year, and I'm proud
0: of them for winning a close one. This was a great win by the Buffalo Bills, great. Yeah, winning ugly is a skill. The scoreboard does not know the difference. I swear. And what do you think, man? I, I, if I had to guess, I think I know the answer. But do you think really, that, you know, the fact that it was closer was more because the Bills just didn't quite get there, maybe looking past them a little bit, or because the Chargers were really inspired to play for anybody other than Brandon Staley?
1: Oh, dude, yes. It's it's the latter. The Chargers were inspired to play for anybody other than, than, than Staley. But here's the thing, dude. You got to give it to Giff. If the guy's name's Giff, I can tell you right now he's going to be a professional football coach. Giff! Giff Smith! It's not even like it's long. It's Giff Smith. He was made. He was born. He was created to coach football, and he did a great job for the Chargers. Um, New coach bounce in this league is real, and we've seen it not just at head coach position. We've seen it at offense coordinator positions Uh, this year alone. It's a real thing. Credit them. They brought everything they could and then some. And yet the bills found a way to win. And that's the most important thing, Magna Mills, is they found a way to win. I don't care when it comes to playoffs. there's no this isn't college. this isn't this isn't television. you You, you don't care about,
0: you know, like 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 style points. like you just need to win by one, right? That is really all that matters. You know, sometimes the tie functions as a win, but we don't deal with those nasty ties. In Shadow GIF, I was like, you know, that sounds like a name from like Lord of the Wings or Game of Thrones or something like that. And there is totally a character named Griff in the uh, the Game of Thrones books. So uh, good on, on my brain on that one. And another name we talked about him, Uncle Lenny, dude. He was up, I think, because Ty Johnson was down. Somewhat surprisingly, it seemed like he played ahead of Latavius Murray, who didn't appear in the box score. I think he did get a couple snaps. What's up with Uncle Lenny going forward, man? Is he really going to like be your kick returner if Ty Johnson was back? Is he out of there? Did he jump ahead of Latavius Murray? What's up with the uncle? I'm not a negative person, but I got to call what it
1: is. He's a downgrade from, from Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson was running the football. He was coming hot, dude. I mean, burning cum. The dude was literally running hard hitting the holes, seeing go. He added a spark to this offense that Leonard Fournette did not. And he did the same thing in the return game. I think this was a step down and I've seen the pictures of him and the short shorts and the big thigh muscles and all that. And look, I think given time, we could be fine with Uncle Lenny and I think he would find a role on this team. But right now, the combination of James Cook with Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray spelling him
0: is way better than James Cook and Leonard Fournette. And that's just is what it is. Yeah, it's a nice story. We'll see what happens when Ty Johnson gets back healthy. Hopefully that is sooner than later. I mean, what about James Cook? He had 20 carries, only 70 yards, not targeted in the passing game. More importantly, fumbled twice losing one of them we've seen this pop up a couple times is this something you have to be concerned about and maybe a reason that they're bringing fournette up just because he is a guy that has you know proven playoff experience i think it's probably more so they're disappointed he fumbled the first
1: time he played in los angeles last year um and he, it's been an issue when he's gone to la for some reason and he's fumbled we've seen it a little bit throughout the season He's done enough to 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 show and they didn't go away from him. And I think the coaching staff said, we're not going away from you. They gave him every opportunity, but you gotta credit the Chargers defense. There's no way you're gonna have the game he had against Dallas and then come out and not have him be the center of attention for defense to stop. And this is really where I start to 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 judge Joe Brady. We've seen what he's done a couple of weeks in, four or five weeks, whatever it is here, maybe six. Um, But now he's got a dilemma on his hands. He created a new superstar in James Cook. Teams are going to now take away Cook. How do you bring back Diggs? How how do you bring back the passing game? And we know it's there. You have Josh Allen. But this is going to be interesting to see what he does, because for the longest time, those teams were taking away Diggs prove that you can beat us another way and then james cook emerged and the running game emerged and josh found other receivers well now it's we're going to try to take away that running game and we'll see what other teams have success with it but um it doesn't surprise me at all that cook had a down game i knew they were coming from him else
0: yeah that does make a little bit of sense here you know just didn't kind of have the big play if he would have you know ripped off one monster run or had one big touchdown catch we'd probably be talking about it in a bit of a different context Any thoughts on the receivers themselves? I mean, we had obviously the big Gabe Davis game, four grabs and six targets, buck 31 touchdown, doing his Gabe Davis thing. And then Diggs, you know, they went right to him early in the game, didn't really have a lot of success, did have a big first down catch on the final drive, but only wound up with five receptions for 29 yards. Like you said, it's in a little bit of a rut here. Do you think this is just something it's, it's gonna be? There's maybe not enough to go around with it, you know, a concentrated running attack like this? Is this just gonna be something they have to deal with, or do you think they're gonna really make an effort to get gigs going here? You know, especially against a New England team that again likes to take away your best players. In all seriousness, I think
1: he's had a little bit of the drops. So much pressure was put on him, and I think the Bills have deliberately tried to say we don't need to have all this pressure on him, both in the media, from a contract standpoint, and how the how the offense rolls. And I think a lot of that had to do with Dorsey and, and now Joe Brady. So I think the offense has proved it can be successful without him. However, it is highly – it is. Dangerous and way better with him. I expect to see Stefan Diggs have that game, whether it's this week or next week or in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it does look like the Bills are really only going to get all of these guys going if they're going to score 30 points a game. I mean, you look, all right, you, you had Cook not do much. Davis obviously had a game. Diggs didn't do much. So surely the tight ends did something, right? And Dawson Knox, two receptions on two targets for 26 yards. Dalton Kincaid, one grab, two targets, seven yards. Is this rock bottom, or are the tight ends maybe going to be kind of pushed to the the back of the priority list here? And again, now that you have Knox back, kind of splitting up the reps a little bit more, it just you know really seemed like Kincaid was breaking out. It's kind of a shame here. He was supposed to be that guy that took pressure off Digs, and it feels like maybe that's supposed to be cooked now going forward. This
1: is a concern for me, and I think should be for all of Bills Mafia. Um, look, we we make this sh- Mafia Minute is usually a hype show, is get hype, but. This is something that I'm concerned with as a a member of Mills Mafia and a fan of this team is since Knox came back and Kincaid's production's dropped and you don't know what is happening there and how they're gonna use both, it's like they haven't figured it out. You know, Dorsey didn't figure it out, and I don't know that Brady has either. Kincaid is a bona fide, legitimate weapon that needs to be on the field and used all the time. He was showing up on crucial third down plays. I think they need to go back to him, and I think they will. I think Knox can be worked back in, but this is going to be an experiment. I think it's going to take several weeks. I don't think it gets decided this year. I think this is going to be an ongoing thing that they got to figure out kind of how to use these two guys, but they got two good ones. That's the positive.
0: Uh, Jamie G, before we move on, I need your Mafia Minute from Week 16, dude. Favorite moment, doesn't, you know, can be a big play in the game, doesn't have to be. Favorite moment, festivist football. It,
1: it, this, is a, this is a tough one, but it is the season to be jolly. So I'm going to go with my guy, the guy, number 17, Josh Allen. And this is him uh, before the game and an after game. Before the game, he recognizes and sees Stephen Hauschka, the kicker, of the Buffalo Bills back in 2018. He runs over and goes, "That eh, Hauschka runs over." That Hauschka? Hauschka?
0: Hey, Josh, how What's we up, doing? All right, man. Lindsey, how we doing. Good to see you. What's up, Jones? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Gave Jones a hot dog way back. I love it. I love it. So. Of course. Appreciate you, buddy. I love you. All good to see you.
1: Daps him up, remembers his wife's name, Lindsay, and his son's name, Jones. Gives them love, comes out, makes their whole day because he's a legitimate fucking superstar. And it's awesome. And he does his thing. And then after the game, man, he gives his hat to a kid wearing a. He jumps up, goes out of his way to give it to him above a thing. It's a whole thing. The kid's reaction is what sports is all about. And it was so awesome to see, man. And just it's the, it, the season. Shout out Josh Allen. In my opinion, there's not a better face of the league, period. Like the dude is just an absolute class act. And I'm so, so happy that he's a Buffalo Bill.
0: And what's amazing is Jamie G's love of Josh Allen is so deep that Jamie G now knows the wife's name of Stephen Hauschka and knows the kid's name and everything like that. He knows because Josh knows. So he wants to know too. That's almost adorable. And speaking of adorable, it's time to put something on our Mafia mannequin. If you haven't tuned in before, it's pretty simple. We started off the season with basically a naked mannequin. Every time the Bills win, we put something else on. He's pretty, you know, snappily attired so far. He's got a nice Bill's bucket hat. He's got some shades. He's got a, a nice Buffalo neck tattoo. He's got a gold rope chain, Thurman Thomas jersey, some receiver gloves, some Zubas overalls. He's got Josh Allen's sock. You can't see it, but he's got some chicken wing Buffalo Bill's boxer briefs on underneath that getup. He's also got a practice sock. And most importantly, a bag of very special coffee beans called Fuck the Refs Coffee. Jamie G, not a lot of room at the end here, buddy. We are running out of real estate. Uh, Where can you find a spot to to put something on our guy to celebrate the victory over the Chargers on Festivus?
1: I got to combine two things I love, and I see a lot of real estate kind of in the abdominal torso area of our guy, right on that Zubass. The best Zubass in Hammer's Lot Shout out Hammer's Lot for tailgating with Bill's Mafia. The best Zubass are the ones that got patches on them, dude. They got Bill's helmets. They got the old red, old red helmet. They got different things from shit they like. They got patches from beer. Dude, I'm combining two things I love, and that's the world's greatest band in the history of the world. That's Fish, which I will be watching live. In Madison Square Garden, New Year's Eve, the theatrical gag four-day run. It's going to be absolutely mind-bending. Yeah, I know. I'm lucky, and I'm so happy that I'm going to do it. I'm going to combine that, Magna Mills, with the Bills Mafia. This one is for you. Let's get that fish-shaped Mafia. Let's get that emblem someone awesome created. Some awesome artists put that out there. Let's put that right frat center right
0: on his waist like he's wearing a championship belt. All right, we'll see where we can put it. It might not look as good as you think directly on his waist because we'd have to shrink it down to make it like a belt buckle. And you don't really wear a belt with overhauls. That's just not really something that you do. So we'll find a good spot on there. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it. It'll look nice, I promise. And it's about time to get to week 17. But first, we need to know what the stakes are. So let's go through the Bills clinching scenarios real quick. If the Bills want to clinch a playoff berth this week, here's what they need to happen. They obviously need to win no matter what the Bills need to win. And then they need these additional things to happen. First, they can get in. If they win in Pittsburgh, loses their ties, Cincinnati loses their ties, or obviously again, Bills win. Pittsburgh loses their ties and Jacksonville loses their ties. Bills win and Pittsburgh loses their ties. Houston loses their ties and Indianapolis loses their ties or Bills win. Obviously again, Cincinnati loses their ties and Jacksonville loses their ties. And finally, The Bills win, Cincinnati loses their ties, Houston loses their ties, and Indianapolis loses or ties. So you need to know who to root for, right? You just need a cheat sheet as Bills fans. Who are we rooting for? You're rooting for the Seattle Seahawks against Pittsburgh, the Carolina Panthers at Jacksonville, the Tennessee Titans at Houston, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that will hurt you, but you do need them to win this one to help you out. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Colts and the Baltimore Ravens versus the Dolphins and finally you still have a chance to win the AFC East if the Bills win this week and the Miami Dolphins lose to Baltimore and then the Bills take care of business in Miami in week 18 take that one down they can still win the division and Jamie G any thoughts on this can you live with having to root for the Chiefs for for this one week or you're going to have to deal without the, the Cincinnati scenarios
1: Yes, I can deal with anything at this point. The Bills went from being forgotten, from being dead, from being season over, from being firehead coach to being blow it up, to now controlling their destiny. Yeah, I can root for whoever the F at any given week if it means them getting better position in the playoffs. Bills Mafia, I know you feel the same. Let's take it one week at a time. First things first, let's clinch playoffs this week. Let's take care of business. Let's beat New England. But let's not lose sight of the fact that we we're still we're still playing for a home playoff game. We're still playing for a division which would be four years in a row. And the way it shakes out, it could be as high as number two in the overall seed rankings. So I really like this. There could be more than one home playoff game. But first things first, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's win this week at home. Let's close out the season, regular season that is, at home with a win in front of all of Bills Mafia. Go Bills!
0: All right, that brings us to the Week 17 Tale of the Tape. The New England Patriots are traveling to Orchard Park, New York, to face the Bills Sunday, December 31st, 2023, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on CBS. Uh, Looks like a fairly mild day for Western New York in December. It's going to be a bit cloudy, temperatures in the low to mid-30s, winds around 10 miles an hour, and as of now, no snow in the forecast. And if you're looking to put down a couple bucks or just curious as to what Vegas thinks about the game, the Bills are currently 12-point favorites. They're minus 900 on the money line, while the Patriots are 12-point underdogs, and they are plus 470 on the money line. The game total is 40.5 points. As far as injuries, as we record this, we got a bunch of questionable players for both teams. On the Bills' side, we have safety Micah Hyde, defensive end A.J. F Vanessa, and running back Ty Johnson. The Bills also have two players who have been designated to return from IR in wide receiver Justin Shorter and defensive tackle Daquan Jones. On the Patriots side of the ball, they again have a bunch of questionable players. Ramondre Stevenson, the running back. Matthew Slater, special teams ace. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver. Jabril Peppers, one of their starting safeties. And Hunter Henry, their starting tight end. So a lot of injuries on the Patriots side of the ball. Definitely a few on the Bills side jamie g you know what time it is you know you don't want to get out of my dreams in the car but you do need to know my keys jamie g what are your week 17 keys to victory
1: yeah just a couple this week, and i think it's really clear number one start fast start fast this is a new england team that's got a little bit of confidence a little bit of swagger going on the road beating The Denver Broncos, Bailey Zappi played tough the last couple of weeks here, got the win. Um, And I think this is a team that's going to come in with some confidence here. Bill Belichick is determined to win as many games and screw the organization as possible, make it hard for them to part ways with him, really put them in a bind and gain leverage That's a smart thing to do. That's what he should do. That's what he's going to do. Bills can't fall for that. They got to take this game at home. So start fast, get an early lead like we saw him do the last couple of weeks here. That seemed to pay uh, dividends. Number two, and this is critical, don't turn the ball over. You got to win the turnover battle. I know we talk about it every week, but you let this team hang in there. You let this team kind of be in the game, and it can hurt you later on. That's how they beat us the first time we played them. Number three, Close it out. Close it out and defend your dirt. I think the Bills have the opportunity here to get an early lead, deal with a rally and then close this out bottom of the third, fourth quarter and really grind this one out and win it with with kind of being in control. Those three things here. And I think the Bills sailed the victory and win a really big one at home against a division rival. They got we got
0: unfinished business. Let's get him. Yeah, you you really do have some of that unfinished business. It's almost like an EPMD album. Before I get the week seventeen score prediction, though, I need to see how we did in week sixteen. Uh, Jamie G, you obviously had the right winner. You had the Bills defeating the Chargers twenty eight to ten. You were close to the Bills score. They got twenty four points. The Chargers more than doubled you up though. Twenty two points. Twenty four to twenty two. Again, all that matters is the right answer. And again, based on what you've said, I am pretty sure I know where you're going with this one but give me your final score prediction for week 17
1: yeah man i gotta take the bills at home defending the dirt in front of bills mafia let's bring it let's be loud i got the bills winning this one 27 18
0: go bills 18 that is uh, all right I, I like this and interesting i want uh, maybe uh six field goals i think that would be a, a really interesting one in that case pick up uh chad ryland in your fantasy leagues It'd Be really impressive kicking in buffalo even with uh not supposed to be a terribly windy day uh, what do you think man anything else before we get out of here this is literally the last mafia minute of 2023 there will never ever ever be another one Just thank you guys for being a part
1: of Mafia Minute. Bills Mafia, we love you. This thing is spreading. It's growing. We're going to be part of every Bills Mafia home uh, heading into 2024 and beyond. We appreciate you spreading, liking, following, being along with this ride with us. As long as we got 17 behind center, we got an opportunity. This is a year that we could do something. Let's be loud. Let's be proud. Let's
0: finish this year with a win. Go Bills, baby i like that that is good energy right there and hopefully you've liked the mafia minute presented by Gap fantasy football again wherever you get your pods on the youtube on the social media at FF. do not forget those superstitions they are seriously important we cannot stress that enough you have to do all of your superstitions that is critical importance to your team and it's also critically important to not forget the flaps follow like and please subscribe there is just as important to us as they are to a pilot. You cannot forget them. So if you had fun, please remember the thumb. Jamie G, set him on a high note.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Bills Mafia, let's get it done. You make me want to shout, go Bills.